Hello everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast, season 2, episode 24. My name is Yuri Bilast and I'm your podcast host and today I'm so excited to be joined by Gigi. Gigi, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to finally be here with you. Yeah, we have both been a little bit and me too. I'm happy to have you on my podcast. Guys, if you don't know Gigi, let me give you a small introduction. Well, Gigi is originally from Venezuela and she's the founder and CEO and lead engineer of W3 Learn Academy and Crypto Tech Women. That's a Web3 community-centric brand that has empowered more than 20,000 community members worldwide to take space in Web3. She's passionate about education, innovation, and the Web3 industry. And in the past, you have been a software engineer at an AI Silicon Valley company before you went into the Web3 industry. So yeah, that's amazing, Gigi. But yeah, tell us a bit how, you know, with this background from working at the Silicon Valley company, which seems also exciting, how did you come into the Web3 space? Yeah, that's a good question. And I guess I never had thought about it that way. Like you were at Silicon Valley, but um, <laughs> so my background is I'm, you know, I, I started coding at 16, actually. Oh. So I started coding at 16 and there was such a big lack of representation and knowledge about, you know, the software industry in, I was living at the time in Puerto Rico. So, you know, Latino countries, I don't think that's a, a big thing like it is in the U.S., so for all this time, I was coding and building websites, but I just didn't even know what was the power that that had. Moving forward, I moved to LA, get a job, um, well, go study software engineering, get a job at Forethought. You know, I, I become a really big proponent of kind of demystifying tech and making sure that people know like, hey, you don't need, you know, a master's degree to come here. And in some points, you don't even need a bachelor's to come here. So I start creating content um, to kind of show that that ceiling, that wall is not as high as it seems. Mm -hmm. And as I'm doing this, I'm, you know, like I said, I said, I'm living my best life, building products and creating content. I got into kind of crypto in 2017 only with coin. So fast forward to 2020, I believe we start hearing about Web3 and NFTs. And for me, I'm a huge follower of Gary B, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are. So whenever I started hearing him talk about NFTs, I was like, okay, I need to learn more about this. Learning about it at that point in time, the biggest takeaway of NFTs is, hey, this will be a really good way of proof ownership. And, you know, if you are someone who you like buying collectibles and nice things, that probably something that calls your attention. For me, it was like, huh, I see the value. I think it's cool. Not for me right now. But I, I always, you know, kept looking at it. I did tell one of my best friends about it. He did his research he comes back to me and he's like, hey, I need you to learn this coding language because I'm going to build a play to earn game. So even though everything he's saying is foreign, um, I was like, wait, coding language? <laughs> and then <laughs> we kind of went into the weeds about it. And I learned that NFTs are really just code. And that was my aha moment that was like, okay, I'm all in because the power of code, you know, we've seen it in Web 2, we're going to continue to see it in Web 3. 
And then I saw a really big opportunity for me to come into a space that is fairly new. There isn't a lot of high quality education and, you know, we need women in here and we need Latinas and we just need minorities to come in, bring in diversity and also show others that, hey, it's not as hard as, as it seems. And there is opportunity for you here, whether you're a creator, a builder, you know, a learner, like whatever it is. Right. And at what moment, you know, did you start to think about the concept of crypto tech women? When did that come up? Yeah. So that came up in 2021 in about July, August. So I did the whole course on how to build a game using NFTs. It's um, Crypto Zombies. <laughs> It's a very long course. I'll say that. And I finished the course. My friend didn't finish. Um, he's not an engineer and it was kind of like a, a test, whatever. He didn't finish, but he's like, yo, like now you know how to do this. How about you do something with it? And he was the one really who put that idea into my mind. And as I started talking to friends, you know, validating the idea, everyone continued to say my, my Instagram before used to be called GG codes because I was talking okay. about tech and code. Now it's just Gigi Scarlet. <laughs> I, I rebranded it. Um, but everyone kept saying, hey, how about you do Gigi Codes on, you know, in Web3, like you do a collection named Gigi Codes. And I think that was just like the starter part of it and going deeper into even providing different ideas. Everyone was like, yeah, you have to do what you're doing in Web2 and Web3. And I think someone said, oh, you should do tech women or something. And <laughs> I was like, it does not make sense for me to go into Web3 to advocate for people to come back to Web2. But it does make sense to, you know, do a branding that goes in line with, hey, this is Web3. And that's, that's how crypto tech women started. <laughs> Yeah, but it looks like such an adventure. So we met in San Diego when you were talking about how to start an NFT project, what are the different steps. For me, it was one of the two most inspiring presentations. So thank you for that, Gigi. But yeah, you are at that stage uh, still, you know, someone gives you the idea, but then still you need to, to build this collection. You need to launch it. So it, it seems like a big mission to do it at that moment or yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it did. I think at the time, so I think it's all about perception. So at the time I'm looking at it, like I know how to code a website and, you know, in my, in my previous lives, I like to say I've, I've worked with social media management. I've taken so many, I'm a, I'm a learner, I'm a life learner. So I do love learning new things. I've taken all the courses you can imagine. So I'm okay. here thinking, oh, I'm just going to do this and I'm not even thinking about it in any other way, but I'm just going to create a community for people like me. That's it. Um, whether you're male, women, whoever you are, I'm just building a community. So it didn't seem as a big lift and it didn't see as big as, you know, looking back at it as it is because I'm creating a Twitter. I'm tweeting about our mission. I'm finding like-minded people that I'm being friends with because In Web3, you do need to make friends. So I'm also making friends throughout the process. And I'm kind of learning new things. Twitter spaces can't, comes out. I'm definitely, I was not a big person on, on podcasts mm -hmm. or any type of space like that. I get invited, then I'm hosting some. And it honestly, like throughout the whole journey, 
it was just so natural flowing. And even when I talked to my employer about it, because obviously if you do have a full-time job, definitely disclose all these things. Make sure you're not using any proprietary like laptops from your company. You always have to be very careful about those things. And as an engineer, we have more clauses than other people, right? Like um, yeah. we have to disclose if we're coding anything outside of work. So there's, there's a whole um, operational part. But I told my employer, I was like, hey, I'm excited. I'm going to build out an educational platform because that was kind of my idea with Crypto Tech Women. And, you know, he was super supportive as well. He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. You should definitely do that. So I think throughout the whole part, it was never like another job or a big thing that happened until Mint Day. And then, you know, I was by that time, I already knew this is a business you know, post-mint is when the work starts. And I had that concept, but I I definitely came into that realization as soon as mint happened. I'm like, okay, I can't even have two jobs anymore. This is a lot of work. But I think it's just that if you're having fun throughout the process, you kind of forget about everything that, that you're doing. Yeah, I get having fun, doing stuff that you like. Is that also one of the tips that you would give to you know, people or entrepreneurs listening to you and say, I want also to start my own NFT collection, my NFT project. Is this of the basis? Have fun, have passion for it. Yeah, you need to have passion for it because to be honest, if you don't have passion, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people here know it's hard building a company. It's hard selling a vision that you're not passionate about. It's hard selling products that you don't like yourself. So unless you're going to hire someone that is going to have that passion and that can communicate that, I suggest you as the person starting it or the person selling it, you need to like live that passion. That passion needs to be you in a way. Right. You have the passion. Of course, some people are in it just, you know, in Web3 or in crypto, just to make, they hope to be rich fast. <laughs> so that's not really passion for me. But passion for me also is having a mission and, you know, really are looking, want to do everything for that mission. Can you repeat again, what is the mission for crypto tech women and in what way that your community is yeah, building towards that mission? Yeah, definitely. So, and, you know, I will say, I think our mission kind of shifted in the beginning where we had one mission and it's okay to pivot a little bit, uh, but our mission is to create an inclusive space for everyone in Web3 where we want to support builders and learners equally. So if you're a learner, um, we have an educational platform that's part of our ecosystem in Crypto Tech Women. And we want to upskill you and bring you up to speed on all things Web3, whether it is engineering, Web3 marketing, community management. We want to provide that high quality education for you to be able to make the jump or at least uh, an informed decision, keep up with your skills. And then for the builders, we are also creating lots of projects um, in programs for you to come on. And either if you're looking for advisory, if you want to create, create courses with, with us, we just want to find ways to support equally learners and builders while creating an inclusive space um, that celebrates diversity. Right. Yeah. So I hear that the culture, the inclusive culture is really important for you. Do you ensure that this culture is nurtured within the community? Yeah, I think it all starts with one. It all starts with, with ourselves. It starts with how we speak. It's, you know, your CML story. So as you know, in marketing, 
Yeah. Um, do you say, hey, guys? Do you say, hey, everyone? It starts with just tiny little things like that. Um, but it also starts with you being very vocal about what you tolerate within a community, right? It's okay to want to have, and this is not me. I'm not okay with wanting to have everyone. I'm okay with wanting to have my target audience. But I think if someone out there wants to have everyone and celebrates everyone, yeah. That's great, but you do need to have a, a structure and a code of conduct to make sure that no one comes into your community and kind of like mistreat or make others want to leave. So it's important to have rules in terms of how, you know, what you tolerate within your community to happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you grow in your community really fast because I know that your collection sold out really fast. Are there any secrets for that or did you just, you know, target the right audience or was the timing really good? Uh, what can we learn from that? Yeah, I mean, I, I will tell you a secret. It was not really fast. So, oh. and this is why, this is an advice I give to everyone. So we did sold out um, in less than 24 hours from our public sale which that's where you're like, oh, it was very fast. It's, oh, it's an 8,888 collection. And it was during the war um, of Russia and Ukraine. So it was not the best moment in crypto as well. And it was the first day of our mint. It just had to happen that way. But the community building aspect was not fast. So I started building my community in August. And imagine August, we minted at the end of February. And I will tell you, by October, November, I had community members begging us to just publish our mint. And I kind of was just building that that whole, I don't know, like I just really wanted to make sure that I felt that the community was ready. I have built a great community. They were supportive of the mission. They understood what they were supporting. I wanted to make sure I also had like my ducks in a row in terms of what happens after mint. Do I have the structure to support what's going to happen? Do I have enough people to support our mint process? So I think that's one of the best things that you can do is build slowly and things will happen better because I do see lots of brands coming in, building community for one or two months. You know, you want to sell out at 10,000 collection, but you only have 2000 followers, you know, or you have 20,000 followers, but they're fake. So mm -hmm need to be very realistic of the numbers that you have and the number that you achieve on, on selling something and also be okay with not selling out instantly. It's okay to have a slow mint. You know, um, I do think it's, it's ironic for me to say it because obviously you're like, well, you sold out instantly. But, <laughs> yeah. but I do agree like, hey, even a, sol a slow mint is better than having a fast mint of people that are just buying based on spec speculative thoughts, not because of your mission and what you're doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I imagine also making a good plan and then stick to it and do it for the right reasons. Also something, you know, when you, you hear speakers in Web3, There are a lot of men in there. How do you feel like a woman in this Web3 space? Is it hard? Do you feel that it's harder for you? Or is it just an advantage because there are more men than women in the space? I have to be very honest. Um, I have such a different personality that I think like for me, with my entire background, like I've worked in management, you know, managing people 30 years older than me. I've I've done all of this from sort of um, young age. 
And, you know, obviously being a software engineer, I was the first woman engineer at my previous company. So I was the first woman hire, was also the first founding front-end engineer. But um, I think I've had to go through this experience of having to stick up to myself. I also grew up with two brothers, um, only girl in my family. So I feel like life made me to be able to support like this type of thing and have my own voice and demand to be heard, um, not silenced. So I think that for me, while it's not, you know, roses and butterflies, it's way better than other people that may not have those skills of, you know, raising your hand and feeling invited in places where you're probably not invited, but you want to be there anyway. So I I would say personally, no, but I do see how a lot of other women um, and non-binary can kind of relate to that of feeling like it's too much of a bro culture, even though we've done a really good job, not only crypto tech women, but other communities in fostering diversity and inclusivity. So I, I do think it's way better than when I started. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that also I was at the web summit in Lisbon and I was interviewing speakers for my podcast. And of course I reached out to all the speakers in web three and you know, I, I reached out to both men, women, non-binary, but all it were all women that said yes to me. You know, I had like nine women on my podcast from Web3, and it felt like also they want to they wanna speak to the audience. So they are in Web3, and they want the world to know it. So I know there is also this movement of, of women in Web3 or world of women. Or, so that's also really amazing uh, that you are doing that. Can you share something about um, the next phases or upcoming projects yeah yeah definitely so one that i want anyone out there to look at it's called path to web 3 that xyz and i'm sure jory will put it on the on the show notes um and that is a free 30-day newsletter aimed to onboard anyone into web 3 so in 30 days we're going to take you from zero knowledge about web 3 and nfts to at the end, you even get to claim your own free NFT, um, which is a, a proof of knowledge. It's basically a certification that proves that you went through this 30-day newsletter free for anyone. And then if you're thinking, I already have a wallet, um, mm-hmm. you will learn so much. We go through different types of contracts, how to create your own NFT. And we kind of go into the fundamentals, which are definitely needed for your next step in Web3. So that's one. And obviously, I do want to give a huge shout out to W3Learn Academy. Um, We have a lot of courses coming out. Tomorrow, we actually have one with unstoppable domains on how to build a decentralized website with no code. (laughs) So um, definitely something good for anyone and everyone to come in and, and learn how to do this. You can claim a free unstoppable domain as well. So you start to build your digital identity. And then with W3Learn Academy, that's kind of our our play for this year. We're just expanding our content, creating more content. You're going to start um, learning to earn, which just means you're going to get free NFTs that prove your completion of the courses. And then there might be some giveaways tied in there as well. Um, And then for crypto tech women as a whole, we're also just very excited to start planting more flags on um, Web3 events. Last year we did Miami Art Basel, which was amazing, NFT NYC, NFT LA, 8th Denver. We did a lot. And this year we're on the same path of creating really cool experiences for our members where you can come in, network, and have a little bit of fun um, while you meet other Web3 thought leaders. 
Yeah, of course, everything that you said, I'll put it in the show notes. By the way, Sandy Carter from Unstoppable Domains, that was the other presentation from San Diego that really inspired me that I took action on, you know, directly. I needed to have my digital identity and I love that you guys working together on that. You mentioned, of course, all, all this education. In what way do you think it's, it's important at this moment to educate people in Web3? What is the importance of it um, today? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's the most important. I think even before you have a wallet, who cares if you have a wallet if you don't know how to use it or why to use it, right? So I think that was my biggest takeaway when I joined when I joined Web three and went into crypto Twitter. And this was before I even had the name of Crypto Tech Women. Was okay. I've met so many people and I keep asking fundamental questions about what is a smart contract? How are NFTs created? Can you undo blockchain transactions? And there was a lot of misinformation from even people that have been in Web3 for a year, two years, three years, right? Um, because it's not as new as people think. <laughs> so, it, you know, it goes back. But I do think That's the strongest pillar that we can have. We see so many big brands coming into Web3 right now, dropping projects, um, you know, Walmart b building their own metaverse. But what is the point if the people that access it are just confused because they don't understand? So I think um, education is the number one thing we need to tackle. And I think big brands, you know, if they want to reach out to crypto tech women, we're happy <laughs> to do the onboarding for you, for your clients and your users. Because without that part, people will use whatever you give them that they can understand and they will leave and never come back. Right. right? And, and that's the part we don't want. We don't want people to come in, don't understand the technology and obviously the lingo that we use, which is also not as accessible yet. And then they leave and, you know, maybe they'll come back in two years, three years with mainstream adoption, but We want to make sure that that's not happening because one, you know, as you know, one negative review continues to grow versus the, the positive ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you talked about the lingo and that now because we need to be careful what or which terms that we are using. But on the other side, it's also important to understand it, that people know what you're talking about. Then you say two, three years Do you think that is the time that is now needed for Web3? But Web3 is a big term, of course. But do you think within two, three years, we will be a lot further into more mass adoption for NFTs and so on, you think? I would hope. So last year, even though it may seem like a catastrophic year for so many reasons, Actually, a lot of big brands came into Web3. We saw Gucci, Bose, Louis Vuitton, like so many brands came into Web3. But there wasn't a lot of noise because there's the bear market also happening, right? So the bear market news kind of trump um, all the bigger brands coming in. So I think 2021 was, hey, some people are starting to get in here. There's big players making moves. We saw Bird Apes, Cool Cats, et cetera, like World of Women. And people were building that and starting to go into events. And then last year, it went great. Then we had a bear market. And people that are still here, we see all these big brands coming in. But, you know, if you got burned, you over, over invest in, you might not be so happy right now. Like yeah. being 2023, I do think this is the year where we're 
seeing, okay, we do have to change the lingo. We saw Reddit onboard millions of users by calling them digital collectibles and avatars versus NFTs, right? And even right now, we're talking about Web3. At some point, we're not going to be talking about the technology in that way. So I do think 2023, I'm hoping it's the year that we start simplifying our user interfaces on our websites and the lingo and, you know, making it just so easy to download a crypto wallet and even the language that is used instead of being like secret phrase or, you know, you recovery, it's like master password and things that everyone can understand. So 2023, and then I think like, yeah, two more years is what I think it usually takes for other people to catch up. And it, it's also a hard problem to solve. It's not like Web3 is the easiest thing to market and Enough. explain. So I, I would hope in less, but I do think in my mind, I'm like, yeah, in the next two years, I can definitely expect to see more normalization of, of how we speak about it and the products that we use to be, you know, just normal products that you can you don't need to know the difference if it's Web 2 or Web 3. It's right. just a product. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exciting times ahead, I would say. If people want to connect with you, Gigi, what would be the best place to find you? Yeah, um, definitely you can find me at Crypto Tech Women. Um, if you go to, their, to our Crypto Tech Women Twitter page, you will see mine tagged in there. We have a lot of cool um, community events coming up. I love leading those. So you can also find me on our office hours, happy hour onboarding. Uh, but if you want to find me on, on Twitter, you can find me at Giannina Scarlet or on Instagram on GG Scarlet. Okay, awesome. Of course, I'll put the links in the show notes. Thank you, Gigi. It was really fun to have you on my podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. It's always amazing to be here. So guys, if you are now listening to this podcast and you think, oh, this was a really interesting conversation, there are lots of people around me that can benefit from it, be sure to share it with them. Be sure to share the link to this podcast episode. If you aren't subscribed yet to the CMO Stories podcast, please hit the subscribe button. And of course, I would like to see you back for the next podcast episode. Bye. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you on web3.net. The link is also in the podcast description. And also be sure to check out our NFTs on cmo-stories.uncut.fm. And of course, if you like to be connected with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Just find me with my username, Yuri Belast. And of course, I hope to see you back for the next podcast episode. Take care.